Have we discussed this topic before? Yeah, that's not the only backtracking pun you'll hear on this episode. We'll try to keep it to a minimum. This time, on the Commune Podcast. been doing since the last podcast, Zanrio? I'm doing fine. Just got home for the holidays and my Christmas break. Ah, uh, Christmas break. Yeah. I miss that. Shouty, how have you been doing? Present. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but seriously, I just got done with some major school work, so now I'm ready for my vacation. Alright. And uh, WarioFan63, how have you been doing? Oh, I've been uh, I've been hibernating since the last podcast. I, I only get summoned when you get me on Skype. Yeah, you're really getting into the uh, the whole dragon thing here. Yes, demon. Exactly. <laughs> Always hibernating. So, Wario Fan sixty three, what games have you been playing? Oh well, lately I've been uh, I've been playing Bayonetta. Oh, is that why you sent me that video of Space Harrier? Yes, that is literally why I sent you that video of Space Harrier. Because I just experienced it myself. What do you make of Bayonetta so far? Oh, it's uh, very fun. Very fast-paced. And, you know, I, I thought I'd be uh, overwhelmed with, like, combos or whatever. But, you know, it, it just, you know, you can just get by with just, you know, whacking everything. Yeah, I feel like, um, I feel like Platinum games te- typically tend to work. Like, if you want to just button mash them through, you can do it that way. Or if you want to get really technical, you can do it that way. But there's like the middle ground is uh, very far apart. I can see that. So you're uh, you're just going through mostly experiencing it aesthetically and uh, just sort of button mashing through. Well, yeah, I actually did already beat it, but I'm going through to uh, to get the collectibles and whatnot and see if I can manage to get you know everything in this game. I feel like you know a, a, a drive to do that. I mean, not not just you know get all the achievements or whatever, but there's there's stuff that's not tied to achievements that you can unlock, and that's real cool. Okay, so the, it's more than just a hack and slash. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Zanrio, what games have you been playing? Well, lately I've been starting to play Animal Crossing New Leaf again. That is 3DS. Yes, the 3DS one. That's just doing the winter stuff and activities, mostly. Oh yeah, I forgot about that in Animal Crossing. Yeah, building snowmen and stuff. So how's that been going? It's been going okay. Haven't angered any sentient snow monsters? (laughs) Oh, no. Not so far. (laughs) Don't they turn into bombs when you put them up? Like, they start counting down? What? Like, they have numbers on in their eyes. Doesn't that mean yeah. they're bombs? Yeah. Some of them are like bingo snowmen, and you get a card, and you try getting five in a row of numbers, and then you get a, a special price. That's like, cool. exclusive prices. And, and if you don't meet their price, they start counting down to explode. <laughs> <laughs> you really just want them to explode. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't want a, a snowy explosion? <laughs> 
Collins? I feel like whenever I tried to build snowman in uh, Animal Crossing, I never got the sizes right, and they were just really annoyed with me. Yeah, that, that's the hard part, getting the um, right sizes and stuff. So, uh, oh, Shouty, what have you been playing? I've been getting back into uh, The Wonderful 101. Ooh, I'm glad to hear. Yeah. I need, I should start getting back into Pikmin 3. But, um, yeah, what, <laughs> how far are you in Wonderful 101? Uh, I've barely skinned the surface. I'm, like, on the second part of the third mission. Okay, so you're you're almost a third of the way through. Oh, there are only nine missions? I nine think or, so. Nine or ten? Yeah, somewhere around there. Oh, that's good. And what do you make of it so far? It, it has lots of little things that uh, you have to pay attention or know what to do to um, uh, interact with. Like, there's one... One of the, well, one of these is uh, roulette in the casino, and you have to know to um, notice it first of all, and then use the hammer on it. Um, and so I have to know wh- where it stops. At least I, that's what confused me at first. Oh yeah, in that same level, you have to um, get to accumulate electricity from the lightning storm. Or on the oh, aircraft. using the sword. Sword. I thought that was pretty neat, though. That is a great mechanic. I uh, they don't, I don't. Know, they bring that back a few times, maybe not enough. Oh. Do you, like, is the action worth talking about, or do you think it's just sort of a standard hack-and-slash combat? I think there are some deviations, especially with the drawing mechanic and the combos. Okay. I guess that's as far as we'll go, so that this doesn't come wonderful one-on-one cast. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it can be Kamiya cast. <laughs> yeah. So Kamiya also worked on Animal Crossing New Leaf? Oh, yeah, he did. I mean, don't you... Uh Weren't you uh, confused when the uh, you, you were doing the button mashing combo fight with Tom Nook to get discounts? <laughs> <laughs> Myself, um, I've been playing Galaxy Force 2 on my 3DS, and uh, I realized that even though it's a perfect arcade port, I can't play Galaxy Force 2 on small screens. It's just a personal problem I have. Then get a 3DS XL. What? Well, oh, wait. <laughs> Maybe that is the problem. Because <laughs> my friend's been, I mean, he's been going through it pretty slowly because he's, it's hard, but he's at least making progress, but he also has an XL. Well, there you go. That's an XL. I also, I've, re- I've really been getting into shouting right turn and left turn whenever I use my turn signals in a car. <laughs> Galaxy Force 2 really turned me on to that. Uh, did we want to cover anything else in the intro? I I played Bayonetta but haven't played 101, and I bet Shouty's never played Bayonetta, but he's playing 101. So it's like we're two halves of multiple holes. Well, Shouty and I will be able to play Bayonetta too cl- soon enough, right? Right. So that's just as good. It's a, <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing. We've already talked about exploration with Magical Quest starring Mickey Mouse. Demon's Crest, on the other hand, employs the dreaded B word, backtracking. Up next, we get a wide range of opinions on backtracking, using Demon's Crest as a starting point. This time, 
on the Communicast. Uh, I wanted to talk about backtracking, because Demon's Crest has quite a fair bit of backtracking, but also backtracking is very dumb. You're playing a part of the game that you've already been through. It's redundant. And I find myself asking, what is the point of backtracking? So, Zanrio, I was wondering if you could name a time when you backtracked in Demon's Crest. Actually, I did that recently. After beating the eyeball boss, I did the same level again to break through the rock so I can get some power-ups, like extra health bar. That's in the first stage? That's, that's in the second stage. Um, okay. Yeah. What did you get out of that experience? I had to do the same level again, but I ended up in a different place, I know. Would you say it had a redundant feeling to it? Yeah, a bit in the start, because hey, it's the same it's the same place I've been before. I've already done this. So, if you had just gotten that health on your first time through, and didn't have to backtrack for it, do you think the experience would have been tighter? Yeah, I probably won't have gone back, if, if there was no reason to. So Okay, so you really didn't get anything out of it, aside from just one extra point of health. Yeah. Okay. Shouty? Can you name a time that you backtracked in Demon's Crest? There's getting the urn in the Coliseum area after you defeat the Eyeball Man. You have to use the buster. That's an urn back there? Uh, in the buster on the last screen? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, what, what did you get out of that experience? Um, I think it's, uh, a little more enriching than having to backtrack in the same area as where you fought the Eyeball Demon. How so? Because it's not going to the same place right after uh, where you went. And you're also returning to where you first were, so it's... So it gives you a view on... A new view on things from where you first started. So, you've had some time away from the area. You maybe have developed your skills, or you've seen more variety in gameplay. And so, returning back to the first level, you're able to take a... uh, Maybe a more retrospective view of it, and sort of put things in context, maybe? Yeah. Okay. Was it easier that time? Well, if you go directly after, uh, I don't think it's any easier. Still the same weapons. Unless you, uh... No, it's probably easier. Well, you have the buster, but, yeah. Well, I'd say you also have the ground gargoyle. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it might be easier. But would you say it would still be worthwhile, even if you didn't have that uh, urn to get. Hmm, maybe. Because there's certainly a lot of enemies that you could defeat using the ground attack, or easily. You would still have that same element of uh, retrospectiveness and experimentation with new tools that you've gotten. Yeah. Okay. WarioFan63, can you name a time when you backtracked? Uh, yeah, in the uh, the forest area. After uh, you beat the the fire guy... And then you go back, and, and there's less fire there. Actually, what item did you go back for? I, I believe it was a health point. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Uh, <laughs> the one just, like, randomly up in the air? Yeah, yeah. Did you have to look that up? Well, no, no. I mean, I, I saw it on my way over. Uh, was that the one? I, I know going going to that area, there were, like, two things I noticed I, I wanted to get. And then, uh, then I beat the fire guy, and I got the tornado power up, and that was... Sort of, sort of like a an extra 
what do you call it, jumping stepping stone or something like that. Yeah. So I went to go get the the items I missed there, and then I went uh, got back to the burning forest area, and there happened to be less fire there. So I was like, well, this is going to be far easier than I believed it would be. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there no burning trees when you die anyway? I don't know. I didn't against the boss. <laughs> well, yeah, we have it. We have it on video of me dying to that boss, and then the <laughs> fire goes away. So you don't really uh, have to backtrack. It seems like you you would have gone back anyway just to see if there were any items you missed, and you happened it, upon it happily. Well, I mean, yeah, well, sort of. It was just like I knew I missed it, and I knew I didn't have what I needed to get it, and then I beat the boss, and he gave me what he needed. And I was like, well, that's just, that's great. What fun. I can do okay. the things I wanted to do. So, uh, using that, would you be able to say what you got out of the experience of backtracking? Well, you know, I kind of felt smart that I knew I had what I needed to get the, that stuff, the, the urn and the uh, life point after beating that fire boss. So I, I did feel a little like, hey, I'm, I'm clever. <laughs> I'm observant. Yeah, it was, um, you, were rewarded for your observation. Yeah, I see what you mean. Like, I'm trying to put it into words, but it's not coming right now. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> when you saw what you got from the boss, you were rewarded for your previous observation, and instead but, yeah. of having to apply it to things you hadn't seen yet, you instead were, like, asked to examine what you had previously yeah. seen. Um, I recognize that this was a solution to problems I had already witnessed. That's kind of neat as a uh, as a puzzle solving mechanic. So I was wondering, Shouty, can you name a time that you backtracked that felt weird or out of place? Weird or out of place? Like uh, you just you found something and you were like, "What?" You oh, <laughs> probably most notoriously, um, it would have to be the urn in the water section of after the town, where you have to go down, and the urn is just right there. <laughs> Unceremoniously. It's just sitting there. At You'd think it'd float up to the surface, too, because, you know, that's what bottles do. Well, you, you fill it with water. Well, yeah, at, at least the fill hand... fill it with water. The, uh, the hand talisman is hidden behind a wall, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's in the same area. So that felt out of place because you it didn't feel there. like you were solving a puzzle? Yeah. Oh. I think it was just, hey, you got the, you got the crest of water... Now go get this. Isn't that what a lot of the puzzles are like, though? Like you mentioned getting the urn in the first stage. That You know those are buster-breakable blocks. It's not hard to figure that out. Yeah, but I still think that requires some intuition to know what what can be breakable by the buster. Okay, I, I guess that's fair. Whereas um, you're explicitly told that tidal <laughs> gargoyle can swim through water. Yeah. Okay, that's a... I would say that's an important distinction. So that felt out of place for you because there was no puzzle involved, and most of the backtracking in this game involves some sort of deduction, however yeah. shallow. WarioFan63, have you had any strange moments of backtracking that didn't feel in keeping with the rest of the game? Well, I don't know if this quite counts, because I'm not sure if this... I mean, usually backtracking refers to going back and getting optional items, but, uh, like, in my instance, I, you know, I don't think this is the best example, but, but my thing is that, uh, 
when I first played the, the town area, I immediately went to the graveyard area at the end, because I thought, you know, left to right, that's natural progression there. Yeah. And then uh, that area was getting a little hard for me, so then um, I found out that most people are supposed usually go back to that watery area just before there and use the earth demon to uh, uncover another path. I was like, wow, you're supposed to do that? I didn't even realize that was the thing there. <laughs> I guess that is backtracking, like re-examining areas you've been to previously. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't really expect a, a whole path to be hidden, uh, obscured like that. It is strange that um, in Demon's Crest, the path forward is often ambiguous. Uh, like, I found that playing stage four b- before stage three was helpful because the air gargoyle uh, is very useful in stage three. And like the instance you mentioned where the hidden path offered a helpful weapon, whereas the regular path just gave you, you know, an extra health point. Yeah, that is strange, but I think it works in Demon's Crest's favor, where choosing the right path forward isn't always obvious and is a puzzle in and of itself where that requires some deduction on your end. Like, you got stuck, and then you had to rethink what you were doing. Right. That's a neat way of playing up on the adventure elements of the game. What I think is awkward about that, though, is that the Path forward is the hidden one. Yeah. I think that's the point, that uh, if you get stuck, you should re-examine what you've been doing. Mm. That's, uh, I guess, also my tactic for the bosses, where, uh, like, I tried to defeat the crawler with the earth demon, and that wasn't working, so I tried, you know, Buster, and that worked all right. So, Zanrio, did you have any unusual or out-of-place experiences backtracking in Demon's Crest? I haven't had that much time to play, so I don't really have that one I told you about so far. I've only gone backtracking that one time so far. Okay. I guess uh, you've gotten a, a decent preview of what backtracking in Demon's Crest is like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's already awkward enough. I was wondering, Mario Fan 63 I think we've already named what you find enriching about backtracking in Demon's Crest, but mm. are there any elements that make it redundant and not worth your time? Not that I've seen so far, I suppose. Okay. I, I guess it's just rewarding just to, to get these, these new elements and, and going, oh, I can use this thing over here. That's great. Yeah, you haven't had that experience where uh, th- there wasn't some level of satisfaction involved. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me think about this. Uh, okay. Um. There, I did feel a little, uh, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm missing these really obvious ones here that just, uh, like, isn't there a very out-in-the-open item in the first area that you can get without needing any power-ups? You have to headbutt a gargoyle statue. Oh. I missed that on... Oh, wait, there's also uh, something hidden on the second screen if you go down as opposed to going forward. Oh. I forget what that item is. It might be a vellum. I think it's an urn, actually. Okay. So yeah, the first level does have some easy items to miss on your first time through when you don't really get yeah. what the game's doing. That is kind of tricky of them, isn't it? It's neat, and a way to make the first stage worth replaying, even though it doesn't have... It doesn't require any air gargoyle or ground gargoyle use. That is true. And I think Xanri already mentioned that... I think she already covered the answer to, you know, what she felt was redundant about it. Yeah. Um, 
Shadi, did we discuss that with you? Or there is there any part of the experience you find redundant or not worthwhile? Not necessarily not worthwhile, but most of the time when you're backtracking, you got to replay it at the entire section of a level over again. You can't just exit out. And I found that really, uh, really obnoxious. And it, <laughs> and it, but it made me think. I had to uh, plan out my playthrough of the game, in which I didn't have to replay as many levels as possible. So uh, it incentivized smart play by making not smart play really boring. Yeah, but you wouldn't really know this in your first playthrough. No, I think in my first playthrough I went back and replayed all the stages every time I found something new. Yeah. But it at least makes you like think about how to deal with enemies, and you can experiment with different forms and different powers on enemies. Oh, yeah. Part of what I think is redundant is that uh, power-ups like Claw and Tornado don't really do anything for you. They don't occupy any unique space in your move set. So going back and exploring with those felt really dumb. Yeah. It Plus felt with the, the air crests. Yeah, exactly. The air crests just uh, nerfs everything. It makes me question why those items are in the game, and that feels really weird and out of place. I guess it's just a weird and unusual fatty element of the game where I feel like most other elements have a, you know, you might not initially take the path forward on the second stage, but you go there eventually. There's nothing that you straight out, straight up ignore aside from the claw and the tornado. What about the very last fire crest you get? You know what? In my first playthrough, I thought that was like that had a neat counterbalance to the time crest, where like, oh, here, this one's more powerful, this one's more healthy. But in reality, going back and replaying it, I didn't find a whole lot of use for the final firepower. It's really not that much more powerful. Yeah, it does seem that way. So, Zanrio, I was wondering, from what you've seen of backtracking in Demon's Crest so far, is it consistent with how you think of backtracking in gaming as a whole? When I think of backtracking and what I've experienced in other games, it looks as if like where I go replay a level to get the collectibles I missed the first time and so on. Yeah. Yeah, and that also... Um, Players can for games where you have or are recommended to go back to earlier places to say access a level or a place you couldn't before because no have new power up. Okay. There's some of that in Demon's Crest as well. Yeah. In those other games, do you think the experience is any more worthwhile than what you've seen in Demon's Crest? No, not anymore, I think. So uh in general, you're just kind of uh, cynical of backtracking, maybe? Is that fair to say? Well, it depends on how good the levels are. Because while level is good and well designed and fun to play, then it doesn't matter as much if I have to play it again. Okay. So but, in, um, in uh, Super Mario 3D World, when you miss a green star, because the level's so good, you're just happy to replay it anyway. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, but if the levels are like, long and boring and stuff, then I'm like, oh, do I have to do this all over again? And then I <laughs> try getting it all in the first try as possible. Luckily, uh, levels in Demon's Crest are pretty short up until the last two. So backtracking becomes really easy when the bosses are gone, after you've defeated them the first time. Yeah, true. Yeah, because going through the levels again, that doesn't seem... Seems bad, really, because they're short. Yeah. Take long. Okay. 
Shouty, would you say that backtracking in Demon's Crest is consistent with uh, backtracking in gaming as a whole? For the most part, yeah. But um, when I think of backtracking, I think of uh, it happening in a more contiguous environment. Your guacamelees and your Castlevanias? Yeah, pretty much. I don't think of going into levels and then having to replay it to get back out. Do you think there is a, a worthwhile distinction there in the experience? That they, you're both, you're always replaying segments of a game you've played before. It's just, you know, one's on a map, one's in a level map. Six of one, half a dozen of the other. No, I don't think that. I think that there's some difference, especially in regards to backtracking and level progression. So what would you say is the, like, meaningful difference there? It depends how it's done, because with the level selection, you can... The game can let you select multiple levels, or it can let you um, select previous levels you've already done if it gives you a, a linear fashion to uh, progress. But with being it with a contiguous environment, uh, you're more at the mercy of how the world is set up and laid out. So in something like Super Metroid, where there's no warp points, you have to figure out a way to navigate to where you need to go. Yeah. I think actually this is a point worth discussing in that, uh, like, in games like An Untitled Story or in many of the Castlevanias, you have a ton of work points and the dis, like, the ground between any two work points can be considered a single level. Uh, if you, if you catch my meaning. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's, it's an area that, that's distinct from all of its surroundings. And you it's, uh, a, a sequence of challenges with a distinct sense of pacing. Yeah. Has anyone here played an Untitled Story? No. A little no, bit. I haven't. Not not very much. No. Like literally not very much. <laughs> no, probably about not much. Ten seconds worth. Okay. Just to see if it works. <laughs> what like the WarioWare micro games version? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Make a pretentious indie game. An untitled story is not pretentious. <laughs> oh no, I was I was gonna say no. The the action they wanted me to do was complete the game 100 percent in 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's totally possible. Oh yeah, <laughs> they did it on a awesome day. Indie games done quick. Doing <laughs> pretentious indie games done quick. Blue glass wouldn't do that. Now Matt Thorson is never going to give us an interview. Oh, I could have done. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mario Fan 63 is backtracking in Demon's Crest consistent with uh, how you think of backtracking in gaming as a whole? Shouty kind of said what I was going to say, but smarter. <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me prompt you in a different direction. Uh, what about Super Mario World? Is that comparable to Demon's Crest? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's just, uh, that's sort of like a level-by-level level thing, and it's not like uh, Mario gets any permanent power-ups there. You have the Switch blocks. Oh, yeah, the Switch blocks, and, uh... Even Mario has, uh, has an exit-out module on which levels. Backtracking in the context of Mario World is just mostly, uh, finding the secret exits, I suppose. Which, uh, is pretty fun. But uh, I, I don't think that's uh, like Demon's Crest, where you're hunting for uh, items and whatnot. What would you say is the distinction? 
Well, Mario seems very okay. That the, the distinction is Mario has temporary power ups and Firebrand has permanent power ups. Mario doesn't get extra life points unless uh, he gets a a mushroom or something, and even then he can lose that. Uh, I mean, it's not like he can get a mushroom that gives him uh, ten health points. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's just like a whole host of ramifications there from like not as many differentiations between times that you backtrack, and there's not as much a re- the reward is very different for backtracking. Yeah, yeah. With with Demon's Crest, it's uh, it's building your character, and with uh, Mario, it's uh, expanding the world map. Okay, I think I would be comfortable saying those two are just too different to compare. Uh, well, let's compare Demon's Crest with uh, Pro Evolution Soccer 2014. Well, <laughs> I consider backtracking. Uh, no, I don't know enough about soccer to make a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, M. So, before moving on, I just wanted to mention uh, one thing that hit me while Shouty and I were, well, while Shouty was sort of guiding me through Demon's Crest, is that uh, maybe you haven't seen this too much, Wario fan, but uh, bosses do reappear. Oh. Um, I guess you've seen Arma mm-hmm. twice, right? Oh, yeah, that that's true. I thought you meant... Uh bosses reappear where they died. Oh, no. Okay. It's, uh, so I, I've seen, I've seen, I, yeah, I, I've ran into a multiple pauses then. And on my first playthrough, I thought, you know, this is bullshit. Why don't they just develop more bosses? But uh-huh. in retrospect, in the context of, of the game as a whole, you know, learning how to apply new powers in different situations and think about the same thing differently... I think fighting old bosses works well with the game's overall theme of experimentation and uh, and puzzle solving. So, Wario fan, you said you liked getting to see a puzzle and then get the solution later on. Bosses are sort of that way where, like, man, if only I could shoot faster, or man, only if I could fly up to where he was so he wasn't so friggin' annoying. Yeah. Uh, And then you get the power that does that, and then you get to fight the boss that was annoying without that power-up. So it's neat that you get to uh, re-experience bosses and think about them in a new context and, you know, solve a puzzle that you had to get through before. And, of course, the health is uh, is adjusted, so the health on the bosses is adjusted so that your solution um, doesn't just, like, outright kill them. Uh, it's neat that it's sort of figurative backtracking, if that makes any sense. No, I, I get that. And uh, it made the game nice and consistent. I liked that. So it's a microcosm for what the game actually represents as a whole. I don't know if... No. I don't think I could say it's a microcosm. Oh. So you're saying it's more in line with what the game is trying to say? Right. It's like an interpretation of the rest of the game through the lens of combat. Hmm. Uh, did we want to mention anything else on backtracking? I think we've backtracked enough on backtracking. <laughs> Why can't, <laughs> <laughs> oh, can't Demon's Crest crawl? <laughs> Sometimes I wish he could. He has such a huge hitbox, and especially on the middle final boss, uh, that becomes a huge problem. Oh, boy. Does? Because, like... 
you can shoot to block enemy shots, but your shot does not block your feet area, if All that right. makes any sense. This time I wanted to go a little deeper on the concept of exploration, and I think we did that successfully by choosing one aspect of it to focus on. However, we also discovered a breadth of discussions to have just about backtracking itself. Each person introduced their own way to think about it, and you could examine every instance of backtracking in each of the three lights, providing three distinct readings of each moment. It's interesting that a particular moment could be viewed in so many different ways. Whenever we backtrack, I think each way of thinking about backtracking has an impact on us. Each time we backtrack, we want it to be enjoyable, we might have to solve a puzzle, and we might be rethinking how we play. Those are all happening at the same time and cast a single moment in layers of meaning. We might, uh, have to backtrack to this topic sometime and take a different approach to uncover a little more of it. For now, to cool off, let's discuss our thoughts on the recent Hyrule Warriors debut trailer and our end-of-year gaming plans. Alright, we're almost uh, almost finishing up here. But I was yeah. wondering, uh, Shouty, did you have any thoughts on Hyrule Warriors? Um, I thought... Well, when I think of Hyrule Warriors, I think of how cool Link looks. Like, just his general appearance. He has that cool scarf. Yeah, I don't think I've seen Link look any cooler than he does right now in Hyrule Warriors. What about a Soul Calibur? No, that you can't beat that scarf. <laughs> and that chainmail. Uh, okay. It's like, I, I, I can actually say that Link looks cool here. Like, I didn't really care for his appearance in other games, and I thought he, he was just expressive and neat and windmaker, but now I think he looks pretty bad at no, I think you bring up a good point that they should have used Toon Link. Warrior <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Fan sixty three, what did uh, what did you think of Hyrule Warriors? Well, I I you know the music just had me pumped up from start to finish there. It was good trailer music. Yes. Uh, well, you know I've I've never played a Dynasty Warriors, so you know I I can't say. Too much, but you know, I, it'll be interesting. That'll be that, that's for sure. I've uh, I've watched a friend play some Gundam, uh, Gundam Dynasty Warriors. Was it soup? It was not soup. Oh. Um. And last night he finally got to one of the missions that involved uh, the original series. So that was neat to see Amaro again with his dub voice back. Did you do a shining finger? I don't think so. That's the different Gundam. I understand that. Every Gundam must have shining finger. That is my demand. I do not think it is unreasonable. So do you think, uh, you know, Link will have a shining finger? Absolutely. And it has a sword beam? Yes. Yes, it'll, it'll be a Link Gundam shining finger, one piece, fist of the North Star, warriors. That's all of it. <laughs> That's quite a crossover. <laughs> I'm sure it's not favored in the advantage of the Gundam series. 
Since okay. you have giant robots. Robots, schmobots. Uh, Zanrio, did you have any thoughts on uh, Hyrule Warriors? Um, unexpected? Yeah, I think... Uh, I don't know if many people were expecting it, but I think looking back, it kind of makes sense in that uh, Tecmo Koei has had a relationship with Nintendo maybe since Other M, maybe before that, Wario fan? Oh, yeah. Um, I'd say... Uh, let me think. Fatal Frame 4, even? That was Wii exclusive? Is that? Yes. Oh, neat. Huh? Was that Wii exclusive? Yes, it was. It was. Okay. And uh, um, the one thing that stands out for me is that the uh, the main character, the girl, had some uh, bonus costumes themed after Nintendo characters. They're very cool ones at that. Did she have, like, a Luigi costume or she something? She did, yes. Yeah, I remember seeing that and being like, what the... It, it's great because it's a horror game, you know? It's like, you know, Luigi's Mansion. But this oh, game is literally Luigi's Mansion. What? Yeah. This game is literally Luigi's Mansion. It, now. it pretty much is. I mean, camera, vacuum—they're the same thing. The uh, Polter Click Three Thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, if I don't know much about Dance Royale, so from the trailer, uh, the game looks fun. Um, I guess uh, all I know about Dynasty Warriors is that they have a lot of customization and sort of RPG elements and weapons and stuff, but people tend to complain about how samey and hack and slash, like, hack and slash, how samey they get and uh, combat kind of grinds on you after a while. Um, Who would tell you otherwise? Right, there is a specific kind of gamer that enjoys it. And most others that don't. What strikes me as odd about this, though, is um, uh, most Dynasty Warrior games don't really have any level of polish. They're usually really um cheap. Cheap, yeah, they're cheap. And but Nintendo likes to polish their games, so I'm just wondering how this thing is going to turn out. Well, what what would you say based on the trailer? Didn't it look polished? No, it didn't at all. Oh, I, I saw uh. Bokoblins uh, blinking in and out. Uh, That's their power. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but Boblins can kick clip through anything. <laughs> it, it just, it just didn't seem like it was pulling together. But it, it, it was still impressive for something that they probably put together in a few weeks or so. Um, personally, I wish it had motion controls, and I yeah, know I it hope- won't. Yeah, I really wish it would have had motion controls. That would have made it uh, some somewhat different from most Dynasty Warriors games. Do you remember the final sequence in Skyward Sword where you run down that spiral and you have to slice up all the Bokoblins? Yeah, the Horde battle. Like, that would be Hyrule Warriors, the game. Yeah. Or, I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah. I, um, I wanted to... S- I also wanted to mention about Hyrule Warriors that... I hope you get to find items and stuff, because I like doing that. Yeah, I hope there are some puzzle moments. I like, yeah, something from the Zelda side. So, uh, before we sign out, um, WarioFan63, what games are you going to catch up on on your, on your days off for the well, holiday? Well, if I can 
tear myself away from Bayonetta, I think I'll be playing Kid Icarus. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Thank you for that. (laughs) I, uh, I, I look, the more I look at Tear Away, the more I want to play it, and, uh, it was Shouty that kind of turned me on to it. Um, Zanrio, any, uh, any games you're planning to catch up on while you're on holiday break? Well, um, if everything goes as planned, some PS3 games, because, um, Ooh. I, I want a PS3 for Christmas. Can you play Sly Cooper 4 for me? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's actually one of the games I'm hoping to get. Oh, nice. Yeah. Any, any others? Yeah, well, various uh, Wii U games, maybe play some more Mario 3D World. Um, okay. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, Link Between Worlds. I oh, really oh yeah. haven't played that enough yet. I'm, I'm, I'm putting that off until I have some time to seriously devote to it, but, uh, it's, I try to forget that it exists. Why? <laughs> it looks really, really good. Oh, and so I you don't want to be tempted by it. Yeah, because I seriously don't have the time for it. Uh, so, Shouty, wh- are you going to catch up on any games during the holiday break? Well, like I said, I just got back into Wonderful 101. Oh, that's right. And okay. just maybe... um. I could play some other games I have on my backlog, like uh, Metroid Prime 3. Um, Ooh, oh. I haven't even touched Okami. Yeah, Okami's another one that I need to forget exists. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever have time for that. Yeah. Have you played the first two Metroid Primes? Yeah, I have. Okay, so yeah, you definitely need to play the third. It's uh, <laughs> Met- The two Metroid trilogies are really interesting in that um, the individual games work well enough on their own, but they work the best as, like, you know, three acts to an individual play. Yeah. Um, myself, I've been catching up on my Steam backlog while not many games have been coming out, so, uh, I've been learning foul play a little bit. Uh, Jamestown has been surprisingly rewarding. I was expecting a really dumb and stupid game, but no, it's, uh... It's surprising, like, how faithful it is to the manic shooter tradition while being accessible and not at all frustrating. Uh, and I would recommend it to anyone who wants to play a manic shooter, but doesn't want to invest a year in learning a game. What's Foul Play? Foul Play is an indie brawler, and watching footage of it, you would say, oh, this is Castle Crashers. And, like, maybe that's good for some people, but I, uh... Castle Crashers is not my kind of game. Um, no. Not but, even with other people? Well, anything's good with other people. Yeah. People who love people are the best kinds of people. Um, but no. Foul Play has some... It's not, like, a terribly deep game. It's still a brawler. But 
it still has some engaging mechanics where in order to throw an enemy, you have to block one of their hits. And once you grapple them, there are a number of options you have for doing stuff with them. Um, so it's neat. It requires a little more strategy and attention than usual. And uh, there's a lot of text to scroll through, though. Mm. So, of the indie brawlers I've played, Foul Play is uh, is one of the better ones. Mm. Uh, any final words, Xanrio? Uh, um... Um, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's as good as any. Uh, Wario fan sixty three. Any final words? Don't spit against the wind. Ah, uh, sage, sage advice. Exactly. Shouty, any final words? Don't force or pay on your cat double cream. Ah, uh, that was really broken up for me. <laughs> you didn't hear it. I heard ah, uh, ah, uh. Okay, I'll say it again. Don't pour sorbet on your tent with that little cream. Um, that time I heard it, but it didn't make any more sense. Are you sure? <laughs> I think it made less sense. Hmm. <laughs> um, I don't have any final words. Oh, Thanks right. you all for joining me. Uh, I think we had some intelligent discussion, and I, I learned a little bit today. I grew. in this podcast was taken from Demon's Crest. I'll leave you with this final thought. If we look at everyone's different responses to the questions about backtracking, I wonder if you'd find a correlation to the kinds of games they like to play. It's also nagging me that we might have missed a particular way to view backtracking. Or, heck, if it's even possible to enumerate all the different ways to view it. If you have any comments or questions, please send an email to vgcommune at gmail.com. Is it hack and slash? Um, huh? it's well, well, a hack and slash insofar as Devil May Cry and God of War are. Okay, hack and yeah. I mean, I just don't. I mean, the wonderful one hundred and one isn't very swordy with its actions, is it? I mean, I know there's a sword, but <laughs> it's mostly just punching, isn't it? Well, yeah. So it's hack and hit. And I guess with you know multiple weapons. To me, when, whenever I hear hack and slash, I always think of Dynasty Warriors, so that's that's just, I don't know. Oh, man. See, no, well, I think that, uh, the, okay, Dynasty Warriors can be a hack and slash, but also Devil May Cry can be, and that's just, like, the width of the genre. So, are you saying Devil May Cry is literally Dynasty Warriors? <laughs> that is exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, maybe we should discuss Hyrule Warriors in the outro.
Okay. Yeah. Alright. 